Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Just The Tip episode, mini episodes, mini podcast things that we're actually putting out here on the TSM podcast. My name is Aidan O'Sullivan and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Ashley Green. And today, we're actually doing something a little bit interesting. I'm going to ask Ashley some questions about his favourite walk-around effect. Because we get asked this all the time, like, what do you guys actually perform? And pretty much everybody knows what I perform at this point. It's the witch hand routine or something thereabouts. But Ashley, you've got a really interesting character with a lot of different strings. And you do an awful lot of things when you're performing. But if you was to pick your favourite walk-around effect, what would that be? I'll be honest, it's really simple. <laughs> it's stupidly simple. Something, one of the first things I ever learned when I got into magic and mentalism, and it's known as the one ahead principle. I absolutely love it, and I think it's just perfect for everything that I do. And I find it particularly amazing that you've gone with, ah, let's not roll with an effect, let's go with a principle, because there's so much actually to it. Uh, and for those that are familiar or might not be familiar with the one ahead principle, in short, idea there being that you know a piece of information and you use that piece of information to get more pieces of information as you move through the routine. Absolutely fantastic. And if you want a really actually quite a, a nifty little example of this, uh, as I was doing some research for this episode, I checked open uh, through Corinda, 13 steps uh, from Corinda, and I had a little look through and there was actually one uh, routine in there that actually I think you pretty much... Uh, yeah, you'd really enjoy it. It's actually called Three Little Questions. And the whole idea behind that routine was that there were three questions written on uh, pieces of paper and the performer was able to work out those questions in a psychic-esque manner. It was really good, actually. Um, and for anybody that really wants to go to town on it and has probably walked to their bookshelf right now, if you've got the 13th edition, you can find that routine on page 189. But Enough of the history lessons. I'm starting to feel like Max Maven here. But why is the one-ahead principle your favourite thing to do in walk-around? Yeah, sure thing, Max Maven. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I, need, I need a little bit of a hairline reduction, don't I? Or a, I need, I need yeah, a change your in my opinion. And then saw it, like have a little, ma- well, a little massive widow's peak on there. And anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> look, at the end of the day... The versatility of what we've got here, you know, this is something which you can do a lot of different effects with. It's going to work in all situations in close-up. Heck, like, if you want to take it out of close-up and change the example around, like, it's fantastic on stage as well. But the reason why I love it for close-up is when you're mingling, when you've got different groups involved, the main premise is you get three different pieces of information thought of. That's three different spectators you can have one from each group. You can have three different people already with like one short effect, one short trick. You've got more engagement, more people are involved. And it's a great way of bringing people together or bringing different groups together, which is what I like to do. There's so much versatility there. And on top of that, the actual principle itself is one of the best backups you can ever had. We had uh, previous episodes on this about what to do if you were 
If you see uh, something on a billet and you can't read what it is, revealing difficult information, you don't know what it is, you don't know what someone's written down on uh, on a billet when you peek it, well, no worries, move into a one ahead. <laughs> it's the best backup in the world. I think it's really, really useful to actually know it and understand it. Uh, and if you don't know it or don't understand it, check your local cereal box because it's probably on there because everyone knows about it nowadays. Uh, but here's the thing, actually. There's usually, when, when we say one ahead principle, most people think of like, oh, yeah, I don't like that because oh, yes, two pieces of information, and then uh, then I've got to reveal a card or force a card. And some people think, oh, yeah, I know that the one. That's the one where you do the bit of the card there. Two questions here, kind of double-barreling it. Do you have to use three pieces of information, and does one of those have to be a playing card? I'll be honest, no. Uh, the, the idea is, obviously, you're one ahead, as the name suggests. I've done it before when I've been doing it to one person, I've made a mistake, and I've got them to think of something to get out of that scenario. I've just done it with two pieces of information equally. I think I've done it up to like seven or ten pieces of information before because I had a massive group and everyone was like, read my mind, read my mind, read my mind. And it was literally at the time the venue I was performing at was like, Ashley, you've got one minute till close. And I was like, right, one ahead. I was like... <laughs> and then I just dumped them. <laughs> I know in a previous episode we say don't dump people with business cards and billets, but in this scenario that was the only case I dumped them with billets. I said, get out the door, open them all up. And as we locked the door, like literally outside, we heard them just go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like 10 times as they opened up the different things. And you, you can do what you want. And I think this is a crucial point with uh, mentalism and magic overall. It's art. You can do what you want with this. You don't have to stick to the, the predetermined writing in the, in the tricks you buy. And finally, to top it all off, my pet hate is when someone does a one ahead principle and so that they're one ahead, they do the uh, the playing card force at the end. It doesn't make sense to have it at that position. If you think about the trick logically, what are you doing? Excuse me, madam, can you think of the most random word in the alphabet? Just to throw out an example. Excuse me, sir, can you think of a a random number between one and a million? And, and you, madam, I, I know we've got these two incredible examples over here, but there's only 52 playing cards here. This is my big finale. I've, I've guessed that, I've guessed that, and now supposedly I've let you see the point. You've got big impossible thing, big impossible thing. And then it's like the last piece of mind reading you supposedly do in quotation marks is revealing a card immediately like the impressiveness dips. So what I prefer to do instead is actually get my one ahead information in a previous effect, in a previous routine, maybe an hour or so in the gig. Uh, I store that information and I keep that on my notes in my phone, on a, on a billet where I'm keeping notes in my pocket. And I use that later on because that way I can keep up the impossibility. And in my head, well, it seems to flow nicer. There's no longer a dip. It's like, hey, two impossible things. And now a mere one in 52 is like, oh, okay. So so what we're saying here is like out and out, ditch the card and, and go for something else. And I know a lot of people will probably think, oh, yeah, I can force a card and then come back around an hour later. Or maybe people will be thinking, oh, well, I've... I, I don't want to do a playing card, but I do have a nice tarot deck at home. I'll just force one of those instead. Are we are we saying stay completely clear from restricted fields? Or are we saying, like, what sort of information would you replace a card with? Well, at the end of the day, if you're using a restricted field like a tarot deck or, or even a playing card, if you force a playing card ahead of time, then come back to it, it's still a 1 in 52, so it doesn't feel as impossible. And it, I don't think it flows as well. It's far better to, if you do something, maybe 
get someone to write something down on an impression pad earlier on. If you're getting someone to write something on a billet, have it as an additional info billet and then you've got that additional info. So you reveal the word of sheep an hour before, but because they've written down their mother's maiden name, you've now got that to call back on when you do the one ahead routine. And now it's more impressive than just a playing card, right? hundred percent. And I think what's really important is that rather than just going for a piece of information that is particularly impossible or absolutely incredible, it has to be logical for the nature of the routine. And more importantly, it has to be logical in connection with your character. Because if you're here, this psychic being able to pick up on crazy information and you just ask somebody to pick out a, a, a random word when actually the other two pieces of information are emotionally charged and that it's a memory or a or a drawing that represents somebody or whatever the heck your routine might be it really has to sync with everything else that's going on otherwise it's still and i would probably argue it's still just as jarring as a playing card if not more so well yeah this is one of the things which i've thought about for such a long time you know being one of like my favorite things i do literally everywhere in any scenario like we all have those effects and principles that we just love and always use it and and this is mine i've put so much thought into it and when i going back a year or two ago i was doing it with just like a random number a random word and then a piece of information because that's the norm that's like kind of how you're taught to do it right And then I thought about it and I went, my character can't actually reveal that type of information. If I'm coming across as a heavy psychic who uses their intuition to pick up on stuff through one of their five senses, how can I do that with a number? It would make much more sense to get someone to think of a memory from their past, someone who they love, and then maybe the weirdest object in someone's home. And now there's so much more to play with. And for the revealing process, I can now go through and actually add presentation in between each one of those phases. So it's no longer, what are you thinking? Write something down. Ah, say it out loud as I drop it on the table. Instead of doing it like that and it'd be so linear, I still add the mind reading process in between. Okay, so if they're thinking of a memory, I throw out some guesses. I throw out some stabs in the dark. And I use my natural, genuine intuition to try and guess that. Equally, I might combine that with inserting readings in between the gaps. So the routine becomes so much more longer. But to the audience's perspective, it's like there's one piece of mind reading. There's another piece of mind reading. There's another piece of mind reading. And then it's all culminated at the end. Make sense where I'm kind of coming from there? 100%. And I think it outweighs the, the big problem with the, the whole one ahead principle is that you have to wait until the end before anything happens. Whereas actually here we've got logical information that makes it more interesting to pay attention to. We're adding genuine, useful process that is actual good presentation that people will be interested in naturally. And then on top of that, you're actually going for readings. So you're going for other hits not even based off of the information that you know, but you're going for other hits actually on there to help almost distance yourself from the trick that's actually going on here. And I think that's a really interesting and useful approach to actually looking at the one ahead principle. And again, I I love this principle. I've seen you use it to great success on countless occasions. I totally see why it's one of your favorites. And if anybody out there is questioning the whole one ahead principle not really wondering whether they should do it or not please go out there and give it a go try it with these new little angles these little spins that ashley has just shared and 
put it into action and see the big, big difference behind think of this, think of this, pick a card. It is such a big difference and you're going to love it. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside, so to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there, or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash Momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash Momentum and we'll send you all of the details.